All right, welcome to Breaking the Devil's Contract. Um, we're going to start off with kind of where we left off at on King Nebuchadnezzar and the fourth man in the fire and um, being the angel of the Lord. Now, Eric was wanting me to... Um, <clears throat> to talk to you all about a situation where I had where an angel intervened in my life about beating the odds. And um, I was uh, in Bible college, Christ for the Nations at the time. I was dating uh, a woman a few that lived a few streets over. Uh, we were both 18. I remember talking to her before I went to work and because I worked nights and then I went to school in the morning. I think I told her I was a little tired. You know, I hadn't... Um, had like a whole lot of sleep, you know, all the times, so I guess constantly running tired, maybe, but uh, drinking coffee, so I'd be okay. But um, she goes, okay, yeah, blah, 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 I'm gonna pray for you. And, you know, talk to you later. And I'm just like, okay, so I went to work. So I'm driving, I kind of scooted all the way out to the edge of the seat, you know, the gangster lane with uh, one hand on the wheel, and I'm driving. And I'm so I'm comfortable, but I have like a 30 minute drive. It's like 10 o'clock at night. And I didn't feel like I was about to go to sleep or anything. I'm just kind of sitting there driving. All of a sudden, I get grabbed by the waist and just pulled back to where I hit my seat. And I was just sitting there with my eyes just wide open. And now I got two hands on the wheel. And I am freaking oh. out because I, I'm trying to, like, think what happened just now, you know? yeah and uh because it wasn't me and i did if i tried to even scoot back that quick i couldn't i would have to get like two hands on the seat or somewhere else to like pick up my butt to move it back you know and i was pulled back like the opposite of a rubber band <clears throat> it was insane i'm just oh. sitting there high alert the whole rest of the 30 minutes on the way to work and i call my girlfriend and i say hey you know, uh, did you pray for me or something on, on the way to work after you, I let you go? She goes, yeah, I just prayed that, you know, God would keep you awake and send his angels to help you out, make you alert or whatever. And I'm just sitting there with my jaw dropped. And she goes, why? Are you okay? Did you get into an accident? And I was like, no. I was like, the opposite happened. I had an angel grab me and sling my butt back to the edge of the seat. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm still in awe of it. I can't even process it now. And it's been over 20 years. Um, I've never even uh, seen an angel before, but I've had one grab me, you know, and uh, they, I'm going to tell you right now, they're strong. I would not, I would not mess with them. Um, yeah. So. <laughs> you know, that reminds me, you know, um, beating the odds, right? We don't even pray half the time or even me 10% of the time, even 5% really to where I'm like praying, God, you know, send your angels to fight the battles for me and to help me or whatever. I don't do that. And right. so, you know, we could actually leverage the odds even more in our favor, you know, like to mm -hmm. the odds be ever in your favor. Um, you know, but, but that's a joke. Cause they're not, you know, um, those people are going to die like Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. And so, um, yeah, I just want to encourage you, you know, uh, God had Eric bring that up for a reason. We need to be praying for, uh, to, 
for God to dispatch his angels, you know, because we're fighting against falling angels and demons. And so Uh we need to be having our two thirds more angels than the demons because only a third fell. We need to have that two third and put them to work, you know, Um, Uh because that angel did not come to my aid until it was prayed and God dispatched it because as an answer to prayer. So yes, we need, we need to be praying and we need to be asking for certain things and um, believing God to, uh, to do those. So especially with angels, um, I don't bring that story up too often. Uh, matter of fact, tonight was the first time Eric's ever even heard it. And he's known me like what, 10 years now or longer 15? than that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Just forever. Yeah. Let's and, not even talk about that. We're going to know how old we are, bro. Right. So, um, I've known you since 2003. Whoa, that's almost 20 years. And I was a youth pastor back then. Yeah. Yep. Um, so it, it's just crazy. Um, <laughs> or maybe it was 2004, but it was, I believe it was still three. Anyway, somewhere around that time. So, yeah, I never well, heard this before. Yeah, yeah. it's, uh, it's powerful. And, um, so yeah. I'm going to encourage you. And so if you're listening to this, God wants you to dispatch your angels. Now, Amen. don't worry about how to dispatch have, uh, them because God's not going to answer a prayer that, 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 you know, he doesn't believe in, right? You can't say, oh, God, get your prosperity angel to go get me $5 million. Like, you know, he's not going to, he's not going to dispatch that angel to do that. You see what I'm saying? (laughs) Dear Lord, please go get your prosperity angel. Give me $20 billion in Jesus name. He's joking. Uh, Blasphemy. I'm going to tear my robes. Um, Sackcloth and ashes over here. So, um, but yeah, God, God doesn't want us to be broke. So, you know, pray, ask your angel to help you, uh, man whatever the lord leads you to do i'm praying that and so that reminds me i I need to be praying every day god help me lord just pray right now lord send your angels over the listeners right now lord let them feel the presence of these angels let them protect them father god yes lord let them be there as ministering spirits lord just to to watch over them and protect them from the enemy's plan and to bind these demonic spirits off of them lord and to bless them lord as they um, face harm in the future um, to keep them awake during car you know to prevent a car wreck and all those things well in jesus name yeah. so um, and uh it's when i was growing up my parents would always pray um and uh one of the things that my, that my parents would always say in prayer and you know it kind of became a habit of mine to pray this is they would say uh lord send your angels to guard minister bless and protect us you know Right, and, just covering all the bases, right? Yeah, covering all the bases. And uh, I remember my dad would pray that every morning my whole childhood. And one morning that he didn't pray that, which is this, you know, I'm not, you know, it could be a coincidence. Uh, the right. one morning that he didn't pray that, we were driving to his shop and I was in the truck with him. And my dad was an excellent driver, by the way. I mean, excellent driver, right? And he wasn't paying attention and he just right into the back of somebody you know what i mean oh and, no uh, and of course we found out later that my dad's uh my dad had a, a brain tumor that had come back so that could have been the cause for, for that but but he had always prayed that every morning and i remember him saying man this is the only morning that i haven't ever, that i haven't prayed that you know is the only morning that he didn't pray that prayer and we happened to get into an accident that day so 
you know, uh, maybe I'm a believer now. I mean, hey, because yeah. God prevented me from uh, getting into a car accident because of angels. Now that you said that, I'm convinced. I'm glad that we did this podcast just for me. Um, if anybody right. else gets anything out of this, good for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, I, I think there's somebody out there, you know, that, you know, hey, maybe you have, you get tired on your way to work. Maybe you've been experienced. Just remember, pray and say, Lord, send your angels to guard, minister, bless and protect me. You know, hey, teach your kids to do that, do the same. Pass on that, uh, that tradition of, of honoring God and asking him and trusting him that he's going to take care of you because then the odds are truly in your favor. When God is for you, nobody can be against you. And now that right. leads me. We were going to tell another story here about Joseph, right? And right. Uh, how he had brothers and everything, right? So, so um, in Genesis 37, you know, this started off with Joseph having a dream. And Joseph having had a dream about his sheaves, with, uh, his sheaf, like it was in charge and everyone else was bowing down to it. And so, of course, he did the logical thing and went and told and bragged to all his brothers and everybody else, like, hey, God's fixing to bless me, you know? And <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> they, they didn't receive his vision of, you know, them being enslaved to him <laughs> as, you know, from, from God. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, be careful who you share your vision with. Um, but, you know, and yeah. I, I saw this on TikTok not too long ago. Um, it says not everybody's going to understand your call because it wasn't a conference call. Okay. You feel me? Um, don't share all this information with everybody because yeah. they're not going to understand. They're going to judge you. Know you. Yeah, you're right. My grandma would always tell me, honey, don't let the left hand know what the right hand's doing, you know? And I always thought I would say, grandma, that's not really scriptural advice or whatever. And da 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 da. da. I kind of would argue with her about that particular thing, but you know, now I see the wisdom of it. You know, not everybody is going to be happy if you're having a success. I'm not saying don't share I your know. test. Yeah. And it's yeah. hard not to do that because you're excited and you want to tell the people that are close to you about it. But unfortunately, sometimes the people that are close to you are not for you. Yeah, and you think they're, that. yeah. Yeah. Wow. And that's just crazy. So uh, he starts off with this dream. And of course, um, once he starts telling them the dream, he even told his father that, you know, and the father's even like, well, that's crazy. But the father like is pondering that, you know? Um, mm -hmm. And so immediately Joseph's brothers, right. They, they go ahead and say, Oh, look, um, you know, here comes the expert dreamer, you know, and they're, they're mocking him, making fun of him. And um, they wound up taking him and uh, selling him into slavery. And so, um, you know, and then turn around and lying about it later, you know, taking the coat of many colors back to the father, dipped in it in, in like blood. And it's like, oh, yeah, he's dead, you know? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So people, I mean, his own family betrayed him, sold him off to slavery. And, you know, they were going to kill him, but one of the brothers said, was like, oh, well, no, let's not kill him. You know, let's just, uh, you know, uh, almost like a Job situation where God isn't going to let the devil take you out, you know, um, but uh, beating the odds, you know, coming from having this dream from the Lord and then his brothers getting, selling them into slavery. I mean, 
you know, I, I wonder what he's sitting there thinking. He's probably second guessing his dream. What do you think? Yeah. yeah. I would be, I would be. I don't know if he was. Maybe his faith was greater than ours. When I read these stories, a lot of these people seem to have this faith that I'm like, wow, that's amazing. But I know for sure if, you know, God gave me some dream, you're about to be king. And the next thing I'm a slave, I would be thinking, well, was that from God or was I tripping? You know what I mean? Like, uh, I should have shut my mouth. Why did I tell my brothers this? Now I'm over here, you know, wallowing with the pigs or whatever, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that doesn't seem like it, uh, it correlates. Insult to injury. Chapter 39, Genesis, verse 1, says Joseph was taken um, to Egypt. An Egyptian named Potiphar, the officer of Pharaoh and a captain of the guards, brought him to the Ishmaelites, and he had bought him there. So um, it says, verse 2, the Lord was with Joseph, and he became a successful man. But he was serving in the, uh, you know, of the Egyptian master, right? So... Um, God can still make you successful, even though you're under someone and you're serving someone else, making someone else rich, whatever, like God's still working these things out. Um, you know, don't get down if you're not in the right job that you want to be. If you, um, you know, like I was told recently, be still, you know, trust in the Lord, let him work these things out. But, you know, even in doing the right thing, <laughs> you're fixing to see Joseph was confronted with Potiphar's wife who wanted to have sex with him and was basically telling him, you know, you're going to have sex with me. You're going to be my sex slave. And Joseph, wow, it says in verse eight, he refused to look. And he said that to his master's wife, he's like, um, you know, I can't do this. You know, um, I'm, he, and he, verse 10, he refused to go to bed with her. And um, verse 12, she grabbed him by the garment and said, sleep with me. But leaving his garment in her hand, he escaped and ran outside. And that's the best way the New Testament says to deal with lust is run from it. <laughs> lust. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, and he, he left his garment with her and the devil used uh, a lie against him. So, you know, he's getting persecuted now, you know, and so it looks like the odds are stacked against him. He has a dream from God. So he's like, oh, I'm called into ministry, right? You know, God's favored me. I'm going to go do whatever. And then you step out and then you get hit by a bus. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, Welcome to ministry. <laughs> yeah. And the devil's like, oh, yeah, okay, I'll take that dream. You know, I'm going to shove that down your throat, you know, and you're going to choke on that dream and your dreams are going to die. And, uh, but no, he kept on, he kept on trusting the Lord. And then he saw a promotion out of it, you know, and then the promotion gets taken away, you know? So I would say just to somebody, listen, don't trust in your job, you know, trust in the Lord because he could have like, he could have sold out, like Eric said, and just worshiped that Potiphar's wife real quick, just for, a, you know, a minute and kept his job and, you know, had everything secure. Right. Yeah. And, but, and, and them on the side right right and so um you know a lot of men, but, a lot of men would have been like hey this can stay between me and Pontifer's wife this is cool you know yeah and so just sneaking around you know all that but he's like no he's like i'm i'm gonna serve the lord and he you know in his mind you know he had that vision still propelling him forward to serve the lord and trust the lord and 
saying, no, yeah. I'm not, I'm not settling for this. And, you know, he knew, he knew the, um, the scriptures where the, his other ancestors had fallen short. Right. And, and sold, um, well, well, now let's see here. I was about to say he, he, he's seen people fail in this area for sure. Yeah. He didn't know the scriptures because the scriptures probably weren't written yet. You know what I'm saying? We're well, he, he had, right. he had the, um, you know, um, this is his lineage, but he, he's heard the story. Well, now that's Jacob and Esau. Cause I'm thinking about the porridge. Right. Yeah. Um, and so, but, um, you know, I'm sure he's seen this happen before to where he's like, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna settle, you know? Um, and so, but he didn't. And because of that, we have his story to look at for hope. And he pressed on and he got put in jail. And oh, man, like I'm telling you, like you get put in jail for something. You're sitting there and you have nothing but time to just think about how you could have done things differently. <laughs> it's, uh, uh, you know, they call him a Monday morning quarterback where they can look at all the decisions the quarterback made and just be like, that dude's an idiot, you know? Yeah, and in his case, though, instead of being an idiot, he was actually doing the right doing the right thing. But in spite of doing the right thing, he ended up in uh, he ended up in jail. Wow. I mean, most of the time in most people's lives, you know, whatever they did, they did wrong, and they're paying they're paying for it. Well, he wasn't, you know. So he went. He was he was in jail, and God used him again to interpret a dream, and then he gets looked over for a couple of years. You know, and then finally something happened to where there was a break. So I want to encourage you because um, Pharaoh had a problem and he couldn't have a dream interpreted. And someone says, oh, yeah, I remember this one guy I used to be in jail with. He can do that. And Pharaoh's like, go get him. You know, I just want to encourage you to hang in there because God is going to he's going to be with you as you're walking through everything you're walking through. And you may think, oh, man, like um, God's done with me. I'm sitting here in jail or, you know, uh, have a permanent record or I've disqualified myself for ministry or, you mm. know, I, I don't I don't uh, line up with this and this. And so I just don't have a future, you know, um, but God's with God's with you. And Romans eight twenty eight, he will work together all things for good. And so you just got to watch him. Well, in verse 14, um, then Pharaoh sent for Joseph and he quickly brought him from the dungeon and he shaved, changed his clothes and went to Pharaoh and Pharaoh said, I have a Joseph. Um, I had a dream and no one can interpret it, but I've heard you say that, you know, um, you can hear it and interpret it. And so uh, once he did, he had favor and um, the Pharaoh took him and elevated him and gave him um uh the uh, the right hand to the pharaoh yeah he became and, like the vice president basically of the country he was pharaoh's uh, he was no number two nobody else was over him except pharaoh which is what i was just pretty pretty ironic right you go from being a uh, uh pretend murdered uh to being a slave <laughs> uh to being in jail to now you're the vice president of the country because the but it brings a good point like god had to bring him through all of this and he had to lean and, and keep trusting on god during all of this because 
you know, you're in jail and it'd be better off for you just to stay in jail than to go in front of a king and say, oh, I can interpret James. But it's pretty cool because what uh, Joseph said is um, in verse 15, um, he said, I had a dream and no one can interpret it, but I've heard that said about you that you can hear a dream and interpret it. In verse 16, he said, I am not able to, Joseph answered the Pharaoh. It's God who will give Pharaoh a favorable answer. So, you know, he gave the glory to God and he wasn't trying to take it on himself. and like, well, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm the man, you know? So he put it on God. He, he wouldn't be in uh what was that lady's name? The Jafakin, the, the, the sister Cleo. I've called it psychic hotline. <laughs> yeah. So that's pretty cool. You know, um, my Jafakin accent, I can interpret your dreams for you. Yeah. Oh, uh, wow. you remember like, that? You remember that? Yeah. Anybody remember? Yeah. yeah. I do remember that. Um, <laughs> California psychics. <laughs> um yeah but you know the odds he had against him like it'd be better for him just to go to jail and stay the rest of his life in jail than go get confronted in front of the pharaoh and him like basically saying you know um interpret this or whatever right you know it's it's pretty cool to uh you know be in a situation where god's like okay i'm gonna take you somewhere in in front of the most important person ever you know Mm. You could, you're in the worst situation ever, which is jail. And I'm going to take you in front, in front of the most important person ever. And you're going to have favor in him. So it's like two extremes, you know, right. so, so God can do something that quick. You know, don't. don't Those are ha- polar opposites, man. Those are really polar opposites. I mean, you think about that is that is that is not, you know, you know how they talk about working your way up the corporate ladder. Right. <laughs> right. Okay. Like that's not that's like the guy well okay well the guy was our uh our child slave you know what i mean i mean it's 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 worse than the wow. guy was the janitor it's worse than the guy was the janitor and we made him the the president of the company or the vice yeah, president at least he, at least he works it, here you know what i'm saying like yeah, yeah the, the janitor of the company works there it's like hey this is it's kind of like if like there was a if, if nike had a kid over in China stitching shoes together, right? And all of a sudden, the CEO of Nike says, you know what? I heard this kid over in China can really stitch some shoes. Uh, You need to bring him over here uh, so I can make him the vice president of Nike. You know what I mean? Like, what are there's there's no odds in the world that says that's a likely outcome or that that's going to happen, right? And you know, it's it, it's funny in, in, in our business and the, the financial planning business, you know, I we look at odds and we look at probabilities and certainties and, you know, yeah. what do we think, what do we think the trend is going to be and whatever. And the, there's a saying in the Wall Street, right, which is called the trend is your friend, right? You look at the trend and you you figure out how the direction that it's going and it's all using these mathematical probabilities, right? But when you look at God, God's way of doing stuff is just like, well, gee, that didn't make any sense. Like Jesus is like, Hey, you know what? I'm going to pick up some dirt and I'm going to rub it on this dude's eyes. <laughs> so he can see, you know what I'm saying? Like wow. you put mud in, I'm going to put mud in your eyes so you can see, right. It doesn't make any sense. Like, so like the ways of God are not our ways, you know? And, and, and you have the guy who uh, had leprosy, right? And the uh, prophet tells him, "Hey, just dip seven name and dip seven times in the in the river, right?" And 
he's wanting the prophet to tell him, hey, look, I want you to go jump over the wall, slay the dragon, and shoot free arrows to split a bullseye or whatever, right? And then God will heal you or whatever. But yeah, instead and, of- and I saw like on the uh, the Chosen, which is a great show, um, this guy has a withered hand that's right next to his body, you know, and Jesus is like, well, just stretch it out and you'll be healed. Like that is the yeah. most stupidest, probably painful thing that this guy's tried before. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah. trying to, it's impossible, you know? But yeah, the things mm. God wants us to do sometimes makes no sense, you know? Um, so mm. God, God's always stretching our faith and he's always trying to get at our idols, you know? And so we can give that up. But, you know, I have a, I have a word for somebody right here and, it's that God's not done with you and your, your gift and your calling that he's told you about it, that he's, he already has a place for you. Right. Yep. Yep. He wants, he's trying to get you there and, and you may have to step out of the boat and be uncomfortable and walk on that water where, you know, that was a storm at the time. The water wasn't just clear and just no, it, you know, there was wind conditions, weather conditions, other conditions, other things that caused him to be fearful. Okay. And so and right. even when he got out and started walking, he was fearful. So, you know, you may have fallen a couple of times, get back up. God, just like Joseph here, he, there's, there's, there's persecutions. There's all sorts of things that will ca- cause everything to like, you just want to just choke up that dream God's given you. Like Jesus yep. said with the yep. seeds of the sower, right? And, and so it's funny. It's funny when, 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 when we're like babies, right? You know, and you, and you may have heard this analogy before when we're babies and we go to take our first steps, right? And we fall down. What does everybody do? Oh, it's okay. Get back up. You can do it. Yay. Clap, 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 clap. Oh, look, look, little baby Johnny's taking his first steps, right? But you get uh, later on in life, just like uh, Joseph, he told the people his, his family, his vision, like, you know, like maybe you get, maybe you've got a business you want to start, or maybe you got some sort of vision that God's put on your heart or whatever. And what do we do to people? Hey, I want to start a business. I mean, you know, well, hopefully they don't sell you into slavery and all that, but maybe they just <laughs> discourage you. Maybe, maybe they go, Oh man, that'll never work out. Oh, you should go get a, go keep your nine to five. Oh, you, you know, you can't do it. Oh, I, you know, nah, 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 all of these naysayers. Right. And and the thing is, is you don't want to go where God's not leading you. But if you do believe that God's leading you and a good indicator is the desires of our hearts, right? If we're following him, he'll make our desires of our hearts line up with his will. And so as we have these desires that line up with his will, you know, it's our, it's our duty to follow those desires. It's our, it's our duty to step out on in faith, you know, regardless of what, anybody thinks about it you know and uh i used to have a a mentor in business who used to tell me if they're not paying your bills then who cares what they think about it you know and so it's like you know you you, you go to your family say hey i'm thinking about starting this business or what oh no you can't do that you're not gifted <laughs> enough to do that you 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 can't do that you you know why are they saying that because the reason is because is they gave up on their dreams a long time ago and misery loves company you know, that's, that's a good word. And, you know, just, just like Joseph, right. He's sitting in jail, right. And, you know, most people that have been in jail, they, they have to get out of jail, become reformed and, you know, show good work history. And then they're like, okay, well, you know, he's, 
Yeah, he's a good uh, person now. You know, I guess we'll give him a shot. You know, it's been five, ten years. Yeah, since we'll his let last him work for minimum record. wage now. We'll right. Let him work. And, yeah. yeah, and so God doesn't work that way. Whenever He's ready to do something in your life, you get shot right to the first, the first person in charge of, of everything. You get favor, slingshot. Yep, and God will give you that favor if you're walking with him. He's just he's waiting on you. Once you're submitted and you're able to be in a place where he can trust you and you know, now that's of course that's up to him. That may take 10 years or 5 minutes, I don't know. But he's trying to work out integrity in you and courage and faith and all mm-hmm. these things and trust in him. Because yeah. hey, he went and stood in front of Pharaoh and said Oh, well, I'm not able to, but God can do it. You know what I'm saying? So he had trust in God. He knows. He knew what his God could do. You know, if you were facing it with a situation, would you be like, oh, I don't know, you know, or would you put your finger up and say, God can do it? You know what I'm saying? So when your faith is at a point where you can just say, let's go, I'm going to believe God, then God, man, he can use you in, in just amazing ways. So the odds, they may look one way, but just like, um when they were they were in a battle with elijah and elisha it was like look there's more with us than against us which brings me back to the oh angels. bro you know what i'm so glad you brought i was actually just as a, i was actually about to ask you hey where is that about there being more with us than against us not just now but probably about 10 minutes ago i was going to ask you where is that at because i forgot where is that in scripture so that's 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 a key point the fact is is that with when god is with us we do have more on our side so yeah and god can take you from one place to another and way quicker amount of time than you could have done it yourself so keep trusting god doesn't make sense to us but it's about having faith and faith is the opposite of logic so remember that just have faith in god so let's just pray right now heavenly father lord just give you the praise i thank you lord for what you're showing us in the word you're building faith in us you're building courage in us, Lord. You're helping us to trust you and to rely on you, Lord. And so I just thank you right now, Father God, that you are doing the miracles in our lives. And the Lord. odds that are against us, Lord, you are just taking that and you're turning it into rubble, Lord. If anybody can, if someone's against us, that doesn't matter, Lord, because you are God. So we just trust you right now, Father. We, uh, we ask that you would just bless everybody listening, Lord, and help us to realize there's more for us than, than is against us. And Lord, we just give you the praise right now in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Well, every, it's been fun, and we will see you next time on Breaking the Devil's Contract podcast. Tune in.